This is Warrior's Way Podcast, episode 44, and I'm James Eek. Number one, do not delight in deviance. Delight is the same as anger. Two, do not waste your jing or your key. Three, do not injure the ascendant key. Four, do not consume beasts that contain blood, delighting in their flavor. Five, do not envy the achievements and fame of others. Six, do not practice false arts or point to any shape and call it the Tao. Seven, do not neglect the law of the Tao. Eight, do not act recklessly. Nine, do not kill or speak of killing. Ten, do not study deviant texts. Eleven, do not covet glory or seek it strenuously. Twelve, do not seek fame. Thirteen, do not be deceived by your ears, eyes, or mouth. Fourteen, place yourself in a humble position. Fifteen, do not slight the Tao or become agitated. Sixteen, consider carefully all undertakings and do not become flustered. Seventeen, do not pamper your body with good clothes and fine foods. Eighteen, do not allow your emotions and vital forces to overflow. Nineteen, do not, through poverty, seek strenuously after wealth. Twenty, do not commit any of the various evil acts. Twenty-one, do not overly observe the interdictions and taboos. 22. Do not pray or sacrifice to demons and spirits. 23. Do not be obstinate. 24. Do not consider yourself ignorant. 25. Do not contend with others over right and wrong. When you meet the contentious, flee them. 26. Do not proclaim yourself to be a sage or contribute to the fame of the mighty. And 27. Do not delight in arms. So, this is from the Taoist text, the Zhangjir 27. And this is one of the earliest known texts of Taoism and the shaping of society based on the Tao Te Ching. It was likely written somewhere in 190 to 220 CE, which was at a time when there was a group of Taoists called the Celestial Masters. And that's a great name. And they controlled a theocratic state in Sichuan in China. And the Zhangjir reveals a great deal about the early celestial masters and the way they thought and how they practice. And the text, it offers advice to individuals and as well to that society as a whole. So it's kind of neat. 
And if you don't know, Taoism is very much linked to the martial arts with aspects of its philosophy found in everything from Tai Chi to Aikido. And while they don't get into the physical aspect of training, I think there's these 27 things are still valuable as both a different point of view of how to use training and to improve and to get more from your life. But it's also a different perspective that points to the same goal. So let's face it, we all train to become better people. At least I would hope. Nobody trains to become the same person or a worse person. And it doesn't matter where you draw your research and insights from. But the key thing is to examine as many ways as possible and find the truth in there and strive to make your life better and the world around you better. That's what this podcast is about. So anyways, let's back up and let's look at some of the points. So the first one is do not delight in deviance. Delight is the same as anger. And this point, if you dig into it, and what it's drawing is from some Taoist sexual practices that the authors of these precepts suggest that people actually don't practice. What I like about it is the idea that they're telling people not to get hung up on things that can, in the end, cause suffering. If part of your practice is based on sex, you're going to need that thing and you'll get, you're going to get attached to it. Not the sex part, but the other stuff. <laughs> and Taoism is about finding sense with what is natural. It's about going with things. It's, it isn't about fixation. And delight is the same as anger, is telling you that you shouldn't crave for good feelings in the same way that you wouldn't crave to be angry. So what do you do? Well, you learn to let go of everything that you're attached to. You learn to chill out. You learn to relax. You learn not to let your emotions and your passions and all the rest of that junk govern you. Number four is interesting. Do not consume beasts that contain blood delighting in their flavor. This one goes back to the same thing of we're not going to do things that cause suffering. These days where we can go to the store and buy anything to eat, we can easily forget or be blind to the suffering that we cause by our consumption. And I don't just mean eating, I mean everything. For that matter, look at the state of the world we live in and how we all really know and understand that we need to do less that causes harm. That a huge part of the issue of climate change comes from cattle and other things that we've done to the planet for the sole purpose of, of providing ourselves for ourselves. And this is from a species that isn't even a carnivore. I'm not going to tell you that you should be a vegetarian. I am, and I've been for longer than I can remember. But you need to do what is right for you. If you look at the Canadian Food Guide, for instance, you'll see that it tells you to eat less meat. It doesn't tell you to stop eating it. I think that the takeaway with this is to think about what you do. What does that steak or that fast food chicken mean to your body and also to the world? We need to eat. For some of us, that's going to mean different things. 
I think what you need to do is just think about what you are doing and how you're doing it, what it means for yourself and what it means for all those around you. Is this thing you're doing causing suffering? Are you screwing up people's lives, animals' lives, the world's life? Ask yourself that. Are you causing harm? Do less of it. Or at least try. Number five is do not envy the achievements and fame of others. And that, man, there's a great quote that I was first told by my teacher, Gurudan and Asanto, and it goes something like this. Talent is God-given. Be humble. Fame is man-given. Be grateful. Conceit is self-given. Be careful. And there's so much wisdom in this. I've known a lot of so-called famous people, and if you don't know this yet, they aren't any different than you. Sure, some people are very rare and well-known because of it, and some people can get a lot of fame and their name or face is something that makes you feel like you know them or they are like the most important thing on the planet. But at the end of the day, guess what? They're just people. All of them. If anything, the more well-known you are, the more responsibility I think that you have or you need to have. And I personally think that as your renown grows, you should be your self. Actually, you should be selfless. And your view of giving back or trying to make the world a better place should be increasing. This goes for fame and for riches. Imagine if you're one of the most wealthy people in your city or your country or the world. You can do a lot of good things for people. And the same goes when you have ability or knowledge or attention of others. Some people understand this and they try to make the world a better place. And some treat their fame as if they are better than everybody else. For everyone, though, we should be very careful in how we look at others and how we internalize the achievements of others. Some have to put in the work. Some have been in the right place at the right time, and let's be honest, some just lucked out. What we need to do is the work ourselves. Don't give up. Work hard. That's, that's really all there is. You want to be awesome and have people notice you? Well, guess what? You do the work, work harder than everyone else and keep at it for life and practice this way and people can't help but notice what you do. Caution yourself though to not allow craving or envy to sneak into your life. Do the work. There's a reason to look at others and their achievements and think we deserve the same thing. But there's no reason to look at them and think that I should have that. Instead, work harder and see the magic that happens when you do. All right, the sixth one is do not practice false arts or point any shape or point to any shape and call it the Tao. And the Tao, by the way, means the way. This is a great one. Be open-minded always, but also have a clear and discriminating mind that really makes sense out of things. In the martial arts training in everything, be a constant student. 
but also look at what you're doing with a clear understanding of how it is or isn't useful. And always be cautious not to be tricked into believing something just because someone tells you something or displays something. There's a lot of martial arts and so-called masters who like to dazzle people with their awesomeness. Usually these are people who do things super fast and they, well, they speed just to hide errors. Or they're suggesting that they have some kind of power over others due to their training. To be honest with you, I've yet to see any of these so-called masters actually do something that looks like magic that is actually real and not just weak-mindedness of their followers and delusions of those who believe it. That isn't to say that people can't do amazing things through training. Sure they can. People are capable of lots of amazing things. But be cautious. See what is really there. Understand that hard work and training that includes that hardness is far more result-oriented than something that is superficial or fantasy. That's what I love about jiu-jitsu. It's not magic. It's just hard work over a long time. Number eight, do not act recklessly. This is a lesson that is harder for some people to learn than others. You got to be mindful and thoughtful, and this is a good way to live. If everything we do is done with recklessness, we aren't going to get far in this life. Recklessness treats things and people like they don't matter. Instead, treat people and your training so that it does matter, so that you get somewhere. Treat people like they matter. Treat your training like it matters. Treat your world and your life like it matters. And you'll see some amazing things happen. Number nine is do not kill or speak of killing. Man, in this world of horror movies and violent video games, this is very important. We should try to see life as being something that matters. That is something that needs to be preserved. Glorification of violence and death is not something to aspire to. Now, I'm a martial artist and an instructor, as well as a combat arms army captain. I understand violence and killing. I don't aspire to it, though. In fact, I live my life in a way that I want to be less violent. I want less conflict, not more. This way of living, it doesn't separate you from the reality of the world, but makes you more responsible and moral in a violent, messed up world. I want my students capable of inflicting the maximum punishment on anyone who tries to dominate or assault them, but I also want to give them the tools to avoid it. I hope that martial artists understand this. Embrace the violence but don't make that their way. Prepare yourself for battle, but live for peace at all costs. Number 11, do not covet glory or seek it strenuously. This is similar to the podcast we did on sport jiu-jitsu and sport judo. Competition is great and a huge part of life, but don't make it into your everything. Train to be a better you. Teach martial arts to uplift people. 
Live a life that helps others. Really look at yourself and how you train and what your purpose is and make it always about becoming the best you can and make this a daily thing. Number 12, do not seek fame. Like I said before, fame is delusion. You work hard and you keep at it for the rest of your life, but don't pursue fame. You'll never reach it if that's your goal. You don't need hundreds of thousands of likes on your social media posts. Find peace in your life and in what you do and work hard and keep at it. 13. Do not be deceived by your ears, your eyes, or your mouth. Man, this is a lesson that I keep trying to teach myself and I keep trying to teach my students and it is a tough one. You don't really ever see what you think you do. You perceive what you bring. And it takes a lot of training and open-mindedness to really see what's happening in class or in your life. Go to the kids' class sometime and see how quickly they learn and how little they cling to the things the adults do. How for them, they're just simply having fun and doing. And this is a great lesson. Open your mind. Don't cling. Don't attach. Just learn to be right now, this moment. Breathe. Let go. See what's really there. Don't become deluded by your own perceptions. Fourteen is place yourself in a humble position. For some people, being humble is the hardest thing you can ask. I look at humility as a path of training. When we start training, it is all about us. With time, though, our training should teach us that it's actually about everyone else. We should train to help others around us. We show up to class because we realize that we are needed there. We understand that without us, everyone loses because, as with most things, everything and everyone are connected. Be humble. Be kind. Be helpful. 16. Consider carefully all undertakings and do not be flustered. I can tell you getting upset is part of life. But you need to examine what it is that is making you upset. Adjust your life to get past it if you can. Now let's face it. Some things are simply going to take time. Some things take work. Understand the difference between the two. And this is a lesson that I'm still trying to learn. We get attached to people, and we get attached to things, we get attached to ideas. We want things to be a certain way. And it's hard to not want the world to go our way. But we need to foster patience, especially in ourselves. 17. Do not pamper your body with goods and find foods. Live a simple life, that easy. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't look good, that you shouldn't eat well. You need to be healthy, of course, but you don't need a $1,000 pair of jeans. 
and you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on a meal. Be realistic and reasonable in your life. When we live a simple life, we find that we're happier. We don't get ourselves stressed about collecting things. Less is more in this life. Appreciate what you have. 18. Do not allow your emotions and vital forces to overflow. Let's face it, we can't control a lot of things in our life, but we can, with training, learn to control how we react. In the end, that's all we can do. Take responsibility for our lives and how we react to the world. Choose the right path, the right reaction. Don't let your emotions govern you. You govern your emotions. Breathe. Relax. Number 19. Do not, through poverty, seek strenuously after wealth. (laughs) Let's face it, if you don't know this one yet, money is not going to make you happy. Sure, you're going to be able to buy things, and only rich people say that money isn't important. But if you have ever been poor, you realize that money is important and opens doors that would otherwise be closed. But you don't need endless piles of money. Live a frugal life. Understand that wealth in this life comes from giving, from appreciation of what you have already, from the people around us. And if you have wealth, guess what? Help others with it. You don't need to stockpile it. 20. Do not commit any of the various evil acts. (laughs) This one should be obvious. Do no harm. Period. Help others. Be a good friend. Be kind to the earth. Be kind to the creatures on it. Help everyone and everything that you can. Number 23. Don't be obstinate. (laughs) The easiest thing is to cling to your old ways of doing things. The hardest thing is to realize that we need work. And the best advice I've ever been given was to be an endless student, to have an open mind and an empty cup. When we live in this way, we find ourselves constantly amazed and we will learn so much. I'm learning so much teaching people. And I've been at this martial arts thing for nearly 40 years. And I learned the most from teaching kids, believe it or not. I think it's because I let myself learn and in fact try to find out as much as I can from everyone and everything. And I think people and things are amazing. When we dig in and make learning our purpose in life, we will constantly blow ourselves away by how much there is to learn and how much we don't know. Number six or 26, sorry, is do not proclaim yourself to be a sage or contribute to the fame of the mighty. This is like how I tell my students that I don't like the term master that people throw around. Proclaim to be someone who is really just learning. Proclaim to be someone who is still a work in progress. Don't be a master. Be a work in progress. Be humble. Always. 27. 
don't delight in arms. And this goes back to the idea of not idolizing violence. I know some martial artists who study weapon martial arts that look at knives like they are a Van Gogh painting. And some knives are like art. And I have a few knives and weapons that I train with that I find really interesting. And I really like them. What I don't do, though, is delight in them. I don't idolize weapons. I don't even look at army weapons as awesome. I see them as they are. They're tools. You respect them. And I strive to understand them for a lot of reasons. I always, though, remind myself what their purpose is. I remind myself that once you use a weapon against someone, you can't reverse the damage that's done. Instead, we should train for the reality of this life. Become the best and the most competent that we can be. But we should always remember that if we can avoid to use the weapons, it's far greater and far more difficult of a path than using them. And really, violence only creates more of it. In the end, learn to control yourself so that you can defend yourself and stop others from harming you. And train to be a better person. Train to be undefeatable, but not to defeat everyone. So there you go. I think we'll stop there. The question of the week. You talked about tourists and the martial arts, but what is wrong with people just taking a casual interest in training? And I think that is a very good question. There's nothing wrong with it. Be casual. If someone wants to train, they should train and not care what others think or be too concerned by the opinions of others. The thing, though, is to make sure that your attitude to training doesn't hurt others. If you come to class and just want to goof around, remember that you, you might be inspiring others to be the same. If you rarely come out to train, understand that others might look at your example or what's ex accepted. And there will always be people who train harder, who love it more, and for that matter, who don't train as hard or necessarily love it at all. <laughs> and that's okay. Just make sure that you don't impact others. Be respectful. Be helpful. And understand that what you put in is proportional to what you get out. If you don't don't be surprised to, or how can I put this? Don't expect to see the massive changes and improvements that the martial arts can bring if you don't really jump in and swim. If all you do is touch a toe into the water, you'll never discover all the amazing things and the lifestyle and the changes that will come through the training. So, nothing wrong with being a tourist. If that's all you want and that's all you can do and that's really your intent, then sure. But make sure that you aren't expecting more and just not putting it in. Also, be aware that, you know, your attitude can impact others. And some people want their lives to be awesome and help them out if that's what they want. So there you go. That is today's episode. So, if you're liking this podcast, 
I always say it, and some of you aren't doing it. <laughs> Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to it. Do a review. Write a few words. This thing is great. Some of you are sending in questions and comments to me, but uh, give it a review out there in the, the virtual world. And better yet, spread the news to others, because that is awesome. Also, you can look for us on Facebook, or His Way Podcast has a Facebook page. Um, you can also find me through my martial arts school, which is the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. It's on Facebook, and it has a website. And the Warriors Way podcast has a website, too, which I'm adding to bit by bit. And if you like this kind of stuff, you can read some of the stuff that I've written. I've written a couple books on these kind of topics. One is what the podcast is named after. Not Warriors Way podcast, but Warriors Way. <laughs> Um, and then the other one's called A Wolf in the Woods, which we will talk about at some point, about a run-in that I had with a wolf that kind of changed my view on things. But until then, keep listening to the podcast. Spread word, let people know what it's about. And the things that we talk about, really kind of try to bring them into your life. And get on the mats and train hard. Have fun. And be a good friend. Thanks a lot.